On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, April 26th. Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis, back from Montreal on a fun weekend in La Belle Provence. Jimmy Murphy as well. Uh, we're ready to break it down here for a Tuesday. A huge slate, 13 games on tap uh, in NHL action, and looking forward to uh, breaking them all down for you. Final four days uh, of the regular season. It's a huge Tuesday. We've got, of course, this massive card to break down here on this show. We've got our Final regular season betcast of the season tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and uh, looking forward to it. This is a great night to have a betcast because you've got so many games with playoff implications, seeding implications, divisional title implications. When you talk about the Carolina-New York Rangers showdown, Vegas-Dallas, it's basically winter. Your season's over if you're Vegas going into that game. It is just a terrific night of hockey on tap. So if you're interested in joining us on the betcast, Make sure you send me a DM and I'll send you the link before it starts. Uh, we've already got one confirmation in tonight. We get Melissa back on the uh, BetCast tonight. We're looking forward to that. Uh, certainly Peyton Clark's going to be with me again like he was last week on the uh, BetCast. So uh, lots and again, lots of room for anybody else. Occupancy, Nick Earl, your regulars, uh, maybe a Terry Edelman sighting. Who knows? Uh, but uh, definitely looking forward to the uh, BetCast uh, tonight. So excited about that. We'll break down the card. And after that, I'll also mention it's time to unveil some of these guests that I've lined up for the playoffs and exciting stuff. Uh, we've got some really good guests joining us uh, throughout the uh, Stanley cup playoffs. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And I'll mention some of that later on in the show, but let's get to it. We've got a huge Tuesday card uh, to break down and we will start with the Carolina hurricanes and the New York Rangers. Uh, basically a first place showdown here between these two, the Rangers minus 115 home favorites, five and a half, the total, uh, in this game, uh, obviously the two teams neck and neck here, uh, down to the wire with just uh, the New York Rangers, uh, th three games remaining, trailing the New Carolina Hurricanes by four points uh, for first in the division. So if you're the New York Rangers, hey, you have a game in hand, and boy, if you win in regulation tonight, you can still get back in it. You'd be two back with even number, with still a game in hand uh, on Carolina. So this is an imperative game for the Rangers. We can pretty much say. Uh, the, the division is Carolina's uh, if the Hurricanes are victorious tonight uh, in this game. Uh, interesting to see how it unfolds. Remember, these teams played just recently in New York, and it was the Hurricanes uh, getting the victory uh, in that game over the uh, Rangers. Keep in mind, the Rangers do have some injury concerns tonight. Uh, we know Mott has been out for a while. Uh, Capo Caco just cannot stay off this injury list. Uh, he came back briefly, and now he's out again, and now he's a game-time decision with the leg injury that he's been out with uh, day to day. Uh, Philip Heedle 
uh, is a game-time decision for the Rangers. Same with Andrew Kopp, who left that game against the Islanders last week, that magical night when he scored a hat trick uh, in the first period. He gets injured in the same damn game later on, and, and he hasn't played since. Uh, he is a game-time decision for tonight against the uh, Hurricanes. We'll see if he's in there. I definitely lean Rangers here, uh, certainly trying to redeem themselves after losing to Carolina recently uh, in the last head-to-head and a pretty poor performance against Boston, although Boston was uh, pretty giddy in that game. They got Lindholm and uh, uh, and Poster knocked back Saturday afternoon against the uh, Rangers, and Boston played a pretty good hockey game. So the Rangers looking to bounce back from that as well. I definitely lean Rangers minus 115. I'm just waiting a little bit before I pull the trigger, see if this uh, what the starting lineup looks like, who's in, uh, who's out. As far as goaltenders go, we know it's probably going to be Shesterkin, although it's not confirmed for the Rangers. And because of Carolina's issues with both Anderson and uh, Antti Niemi, uh, or not Antti Niemi, Antti Ranta, I'm going back in time, Antti Ranta uh, out for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes due to injuries. Uh, it'll be Pyotr Kochetkov, the youngster. Uh, back in net for Carolina. So, wow, you talk about putting him in a pressure cooker. And look, with Anderson and Ronta, I said it the other day, they're slow healers every single time they get hurt. So there's no guarantee either of those guys are ready for the playoffs. This could be the young Pyotr Kochetkov, not only for in a big game like this, but it isn't without the within the within it's within the realm of possibility. He's starting game one of the playoffs for Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares here. It's a big spot. You have a t- chance to probably to clinch the division if you beat the Rangers tonight. Let's see if he can step up here. But right now, uh, I am leaning to the Rangers here in this one. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you, Carolina, New York. I'm going to stay off the side in this one, Ian, and take a look at the under here. Uh, two teams, I think, you're not for the playoffs. Of course, you mentioned the implications, how tight it is between these two. And obviously, goaltending, you know, uh, Carolina's situation is kind of a tough one for them. Uh, you just hope they get healthy. Um, but I think they're going to rally around them and and just kind of pack it in. And I think we're going to see that from both teams. Shesterkin, if he starts, not off his best performance himself. Um, and with the New York Rangers, look, they've got a talented decor. Everyone talks about those offensive players they have, but I think they have a talented decor. And I, I think the message that I've seen is kind of, you know, let the forwards do their work and let's not get caught up pinching too much. And we see them get caught up a lot. And, and that's kind of what, what, you know, causes turnovers for that team uh, a decent amount of the time. But, Narrowing in a little bit on this under, I actually prefer the first period under one and a half versus the full game at five and a half, just expecting a great start from both teams. So I'm going to kind of avoid that full game. Uh, I And that was kind of my instant look here in this game, just based on what I've seen from both these teams, what I'm seeing in the media. It's just, you know, a good, clean start from both of them. I expect a very tight game here. Yeah, it was tighter than a drum. The last I remember that game. We were on the betcast that night. It was I believe was it last week or was it two weeks ago? I think it was uh, a couple weeks ago when it was the Rangers and uh, Carolina. Yeah, it was April twelfth. It was two Tuesdays ago, and that game ended four two Carolina. But it was a scoreless opening period, and I remember that game very distinctly because it was one of the games I was focusing on during the betcast April twelfth. And Andrew, it was the low event in the first period. Everybody was cautious. A lot of trepidation. Uh, with both teams, and it wouldn't shock me to see something similar tonight with a big uh, battle for first on the line here pretty much. For the Rangers, them four points back, it's a must for them. Jimmy, what do you think here? Sorry about that, guys. I had to unmute there. Um, Jimmy's, by the way, under the weather, so that's why. Yeah, I just sit, I've been having a lot of sinus. I'm actually going in for surgery on Friday, so i got to tell you guys I won't be here uh, getting some sinus surgery done so I don't have to feel like I feel right now. Um, 
Uh, look, guys, I look at this game right now. I mean, this is this is I mean, like you guys said, this is do or die for the Rangers. Right. I was just looking at the clinching scenarios for Carolina in this game. And I mean, they can just lock it up. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not I'm not loving them enough to to back them straight up on, on the on the money line or in a pocket. I just but I do maybe see this game going to uh, overtime in a shootout. So I'm going to sprinkle a little on the draw. And then I also love the under like you guys, and I love the under in the first period. So a double under for me in this one. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. Uh, and, and this is a, a very interesting game to me, guys, because, I mean, obviously I cover the Bruins, so I'm looking at both teams because they're still potentially teams that the Bruins could face. So I'm going to be bouncing back and forth, scouting this game as much as I can. Yep, definitely. Should be interesting. Looking forward to it. Hurricanes and Rangers. One of the bigger games tonight. Next up, Columbus, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus 380. Home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Of course, the Lightning trying to maintain their hold on third place in the Atlantic. Uh, right now, it's looking like a Leafs-Lightning first-round series. Although there's still work to be done. Uh, they only, they're three ahead of Boston. Uh, they both have three games left, although Tampa Bay's got the much easier game tonight, the much easier opponent. They face Columbus. We're, we'll get to that later with Boston. they got to play the unbelievably red-hot Florida Panthers, who were finally cooled off uh, the other night against Tampa Bay. Uh, so definitely advantage Tampa for getting third in the Atlantic. I mean, Tampa Bay, we said it yesterday in the weekend recap, I think they've awakened from their slumber. I think that's safe to say in the last three games. Whatever little malaise, and look, they were – lethargic they weren't putting in 60 good minutes of hockey on a game in and game out basis really for a stretch of a couple of weeks there but boy they have uh, suddenly looked like a very very scary team again these last three games looking like a two-time defending stanley cup champion team uh destroying toronto uh pummeling nashville uh and then really uh, taking apart florida and it's hard to say you can take apart the florida panthers uh but the tampa bay lightning did that uh, on sunday so statement made by the Lightning in these last three games. And I'm going to reiterate what I said yesterday. The biggest fear and concern you had, if you're John Cooper, you're Breezebois, you're anyone affiliated with the Lightning, coaches or front office, how are you going to replace the third line for the Tampa Bay Lightning from last year? How are you going to replace Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barclay Goodrow? You couldn't sign them. You were cap strapped at the cap, and you couldn't bring back those guys, couldn't afford the money to pay them. They're all gone, and that's a, an entire line that, at times carried you in the playoffs last year. Many times that was their best line. So the big search was on. We know what you're going to get from Palat, Stamkos, uh, Kalorn, uh, Sorelli, Point, uh, Kucherov. You know what you're going to get from that top six. They're as good as it gets. But what were you going to get from that third line? They have found a third line lately, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this could be a third line that this year in the playoffs can do some damage for them. I love what I've seen lately from Nick Paul, who they got from Ottawa and Ross Colton and guys like that, that make up that third line. And man, I've been just targeting those two in particular from a prop standpoint lately, and it's been paying off Nick Paul and Ross Colton. And you know, I'm going back to that. Well, once again, tonight with both of them uh, in this game against Columbus, they look like they found a third line. Now, if Vasilevsky can just get his shit together. He's still been a little shaky even during the wins they've had these last three games but nevertheless only thing i would consider here is tampa team total over and a full game over those are the leans for me i don't have a strong strong feel for love for this game but i would go in those two directions if i'm getting involved lightning team total full game over here and by the way zach Wierenski back for the jackets tonight helps them offensively puck moving from the blue line and a, the only prop to go with for columbus actually there's two 
Consider that Nick Blankenberg kid. Uh, terrific game against Edmonton in the win. Goal and an assist. Something to keep an eye on. This guy is producing already. These these Michigan kids, they're unbelievable. How the fuck they w- missed out winning the national championship? I'll have no idea. When you have Beneers and you have Power and you have this Blankenberg kid. Uh, but Blankenberg for Columbus is a good prop. And it goes without saying. I mean, we're not splitting the atom figuring out Jack Roslovic's hotter than fish grease right now for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's someone else you got to look at. Plain and simple from a prop standpoint, as far as the jackets are concerned. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Columbus, Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, I just saw that seven of the last 10 games for Columbus have gone under. But the irony is, I mean, it's been kind of on the border of that under because the other team is just, you know, their opponents are scoring goals at nauseum. It's just a matter of if they're not, if they're scoring as well, you know. Um, you know, they, they're kind of, they'll have a few games in a row where they score one or two goals and they'll randomly get four or five. Or, I, I just don't know if I'm buying that this team really is going to, you know, end off their season on a good note. You know, people talk about Columbus packing it in, and when they did well over the back-to-back Cups, they didn't always have the best ends to the year. But I, I think Tampa Bay will close out on a, on a good note. You know, they had a couple couple games in a row, and you even saw with Colorado now a couple games, these top teams, how much do they care right now about, you know, anything but staying healthy. But I think Tampa Bay will care in this one, and I think it's worth a puck line play on Tampa. I just don't think Columbus will match them. And you talk about that third line, Ian, and the, how important the depth is. I think we'll see Cooper kind of uh, distribute the the playing time a little more than he usually would probably and make sure everybody is up to the task going into the postseason. So I think Tampa Bay will out, outclass them, and they'll get it done. So looking at Tampa in uh, some form. Yeah, I stole that from Mark Jones, the great broadcaster from ESPN. He does NBA for them, hotter than fish grease. That's not my creation. That's not an Ian Cameron line. Uh, he th- he, uh, he That was a theft from Mark Jones for me uh, saying that line. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus, Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's one of those games. That we get, we're definitely in that territory now, right? I mean, obviously Tampa Bay still wants to secure – uh, the third slot there in the Atlantic, and they can do so if they can win and the Bruins lose, then that's it. They want Toronto. I have that, that I have no doubt. Yeah, they, and the Bruins can't catch them after this if the Bruins lose and they win. So this means a lot for them. So I like it, but I, it's just the, the value's tough, right? I mean, I, I look at it and I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to stay away from the side in this, but I'm going to go with the team to, total over uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning in this. Yeah, over four and a half. And this might be one where I'm just putting a couple of tiny bets on the team total for Tampa and the full game over. I'll probably add on during the BetCast live tonight, maybe look for some better numbers if I find them during the game. Uh, This is one of two national TV ESPN games tonight, ESPN doubleheader uh, tonight here on this Tuesday. And this is the first of the doubleheader, Edmonton-Pittsburgh. Is Leah Hextall back? What was that? Is Leah Hextall back tonight? Uh, no, I don't think she's present tonight. It's uh, it's actually Sean. It's a there is a female on the broadcast tonight. Okay, for is it it's not her. It's it Cassie, Cassie Campbell Pascal. Oh, Cassie Campbell. Okay, cool. She's very good, by the way. She's yeah, very, she very is. Good. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, so Cassie with Sean McDonough for this game. Uh, Edmonton and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got Pittsburgh minus one fifty. Uh, home favorites six and a half the total. Uh, in this game. Uh, ESPN, like I said. Uh, I like Edmonton here, uh, plus 130. They got the the guy that's red hot in net right now back in tonight in Mike Smith. Uh, I think that's, it's, by the way, Smith and Smith. Uh, it's a, the law firm tonight uh, in the in net in this game. Casey for uh, this Smith, I should say, for Pittsburgh and, and Mike Smith 
uh, for uh, I fucked that up. It can't be Smith and Smith when one guy is Des Smith. Uh, so. It still sounds the same. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like Edmonton here. I think they bounce uh, back from a debacle against Columbus. They're better than that. They know they're better than that. I think you know what? They were rolling along. They just came off the high of taking it to Colorado on Friday night. Sunday afternoon, sleepy game, early start, 11 a.m. Mountain Time on the body clock for the Oilers. Uh, that's not an excuse. It played like shit. There's no doubt you shouldn't lose to Columbus like that. But nevertheless, I, I definitely forgive them for that. I'll give them a mulligan for that. I think they'll be a lot better tonight here in this game. Now, they haven't had a good deal of success in Pittsburgh. You know, uh, Mark Spector, who covers the team, just tweeted out earlier today, they haven't won in regulation in Pittsburgh since 2006. You know, that's a very long time ago, but I think there's a good spot for them. And like this price, I do like that, we, you know, we've seen evidence of this Oilers team bouncing back after a bad loss. They did it against uh, Minnesota when they started that win streak. Remember, they had a terrible game, 5-1. They lost to the Wild. They went into Nashville and shut out the Nashville Predators after that, 4 nothing. So I expect Edmonton to be a lot better. And really, when you look at Pittsburgh here uh, and being minus 150 favorites with a goalie that can be great sometimes and can be very, very marginal at best sometimes. That's not exactly someone I'm willing to trust. Now, a couple of key injuries for the Oilers. Pooley-Arvey's still out. Darnell Nurse, the big one uh, on that blue line. Done for the regular season. I think more of a precaution. Hoping to have him back and ready for game one uh, of the playoffs. And boy, they better, they really want to hope he's back for them uh, in the playoffs because uh, he is a significant piece uh, of that Edmonton blue line. There's no question about that, but I think Edmonton can do enough to get a win here tonight. And I like the value plus plus one thirty for me uh, on the Oilers, Mike Smith back in net and he's on a nice win streak uh, right now. And I'm going to go hey, look from a prop standpoint for Edmonton. It's Vander Kane. It's Kyler. It's Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, those two guys <clears throat> that are the uh, line mates of Connor McDavid on that top line. I think they are very good prop considerations tonight. I've been looking at Yamamoto ever since he got promoted to the top line. And what can you say about Evander Kane right now? Uh, he's absolutely feeling it at the moment for the Oilers uh, when you look at it. He scored uh, against Columbus, uh, the, uh, the hat trick against Colorado, four points. He's got five goals in the last three games combined, six points in the last three games combined, eight points in the last five games combined. So Evander Kane and Yamamoto look like good prop choices for me for the Oilers. Probably Raquel if I were to go with anyone for Pittsburgh. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? A good one, Edmonton-Pittsburgh. Yeah, hats off to you and DJ for a great, uh, great pop uh, prop game. And uh, the last time we spoke here on the Ice Guys, or I spoke yep. with you, that's uh, yeah, the way to go. I mean, I think the the Oilers are at their best. I mean, we all know it, but when everybody's contributing, shots on goal props are great with them too. They're firing the puck on net consistently. But hey, yeah, I don't like the price here on on Pittsburgh minus one fifty. I I just from a strict price standpoint, uh, it would be dogger pass for me here. Uh, but I'm going to go with the under, under six and a half. You know, I told you guys this time of year, um, I'm looking I'm looking towards defensive hockey, you know, getting prepped for the end of the season. And some people say kind of the end of the year, the opposite. Uh, I'm kind of contrarian, I think, with that, uh, you know, because, hey, you know, how much are teams really caring, blocking shots and that kind of stuff. But I just think the message in the room is take care of the puck and, you know, do the right things, whether it's a win or loss. Uh, that's a different question. But. I think under six and a half here with Pittsburgh playing at home, we'll see a good performance from both goalies as well. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'd lean towards the dogs. I just don't like that price on Pittsburgh, but I'm just going to uh, stick with the total here in this one. All right. I like an under six. I, I I wouldn't talk anyone out of the under here. We know Pittsburgh's capable of playing good defense. The Oilers for the most part of uh, the Columbus game was the exception, but 
you know, other than that, they've played better defensively. They've gotten saves from Mike Smith. Mike Smith has had an incredible month of April. Eight straight wins with him starting in net and a 1.75 goals against 949 save percentage. I, you got to do a double take when you see that. Is that really numbers that Mike Smith is putting on the board right now? Indeed it is. 1.75 goals against 949 save percentage for the 40-year-old Mike Smith during this eight-game win streak. We'll see if he can keep the good vibes going here tonight in the Berg. Uh, Jimmy, Oilers, Penguins. Yeah, guys. <coughs> excuse me. Um, I really love the over in this game. I think we're going to see some fun scoring. And I'm with you, Ian. I like the Oilers. I like the form they're in right now. Uh, look, like like you just pointed out, Andrew, a very team-oriented game, which is something we traditionally have not seen from this Oilers organization over the last few years. So the fact that they're now – you know, given their coach options other than top guns there and, and able to kind of throw different looks at, at these other teams right now, it's really succeeding. So I like the Oilers to go in there and uh, win it on the money line here. I'm looking at a plus 125. Give me that and give me the over six and a half. All right, Oilers and over for Jimmy. We move on to New Jersey and Ottawa. Ottawa minus 140 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, this reminds me, and I mentioned this yesterday with the one game, the only game, Philadelphia-Chicago. These are bad teams. These are teams. Not, Ottawa's been good at times, um, but these are non-playoff teams. So where's the incentive? Where's the motivation? And we saw it with Chicago last night. You've had a difficult season, but in their case, they're playing their final couple games at home. They're at, they got a home stand to finish the season. You kind of want to win those games. Like it's been a disappointing year, but you know, you send the fans home happy at the end of a tough season. And you certainly got that kind of performance from the Blackhawks last night. And they took down the Flyers in that game. I kind of feel that way here about Ottawa as well tonight. I mean, it's, you know, not been a great season for them by any stretch. But first of all, they're playing better the last three games. They've won three in a row. Uh, this is their second to last home game. They play Florida uh, on Thursday night, and then they're in Philly on Friday to wrap up the regular season. So this is their second to last home game. They know they're probably up against it, winning that final home game against Florida, assuming Florida still got a chance to, uh, has, still hasn't clinched first in the uh, Atlantic yet. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that, but they know they've got a great opportunity here to win tonight. So for me, it would be Ottawa or nothing. And I certainly don't really have a whole lot of confidence in New Jersey right now. They've lost five of their last six uh, and the last three games, they get drilled by Buffalo five, two, uh, they have a really good start to the game against Carolina, and they blow the game in the third period and lose in overtime. And then I don't know what that was against Detroit uh, on Sunday other than fatigue and just lethargic. I don't know what it is, but you get shut out at home by the Red Wings, 3 nothing, and you only have 17 shots on goal and three periods in that game. Horrendous stuff by the Devils there uh, in that loss. So um, I don't want New Jersey here be Ottawa for me. I don't love minus 140. I don't love the price, but. Uh, I would go with Ottawa here, minus 140 in this one. And over a pass from a total standpoint, just because it's two teams out playing for exercise, no blocking of shots, not much defensive intensity. Uh, I'd lean over, although it is worth noting, uh, Ottawa and New Jersey haven't been automatic over teams necessarily uh, as of late. Uh, Andrew, New Jersey, Ottawa. Yeah, you know, this is, again, like two two non-playoff teams. I actually have a, a good, a strong opinion on this one. I like Ottawa quite a bit here at minus 140. New Jersey, you know, they're a team that is struggling to score. And, you know, when they do score, hey, it's good for you. You scored four or five. But you look at their last 10 games, they've only scored more than three goals twice. 
And they're, you know, we've seen them score one, two, several times, whereas Ottawa is riding a three-game winning streak. They're firing pucks on net. They're playing with heart. They're they're in scuffles after the whistle. This is a typical game of one team that might be checked out and one team that's going to ride it until the end. And again, I look for these flat spots versus at home versus on the uh, on the road. And Ottawa settling back in at home here. I think it's a good spot for them. So three games in a row for them. I'm going to ride it with, with the Senators. I think the price is appropriate for what it is. And hey, it's a bottom feeder versus bottom feeder. But I like I like this one quite a bit. All right, liking them quite a bit. Ottawa here, minus 140 uh, in this one. And uh, yeah, no argument there. I mean, it's hard to back the Devils after what I saw in that Detroit game. And like I said, these teams that have had disappointing seasons, I think there's a little bit of an extra you know, incentive to let, let's send the fans home happy. It's our last couple of home games. Let's uh, go out uh, on a nice note here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? New Jersey, Ottawa. Jimmy pass. Jimmy pass on this one. I'm just trying to see from a prop standpoint, if there's anything I'd target here, I'd want to target a couple devils, but you know, when you get shut out by Detroit at home, it makes you think, how can you, how are you going to score against anybody when you're getting out <laughs> shut out at home against uh, Detroit like that? But you know, certainly I would consider, you know, the usual suspects, Brat. Jesper Boquist is stepping up lately. Don't sleep on him, Sharon Govich. For Ottawa, you stick with the stick with what's been working. Formanton's actually stepped up uh, lately. Uh, Stutzla, Batherson, Norris, Kachuk, you know, can't go wrong. By the way, they have Shabbat back here down the stretch uh, as well for the uh, Senators. And keep in mind for the Devils, Heeshear uh, day-to-day, P.K. Subban day-to-day, Jack Hughes still out uh, as well. Actually, it's a uh, flu issues too running through the devils i think that's part of why they looked so pathetic against detroit too they do have the flu bug running through the dressing room a little bit the devils and that's not a good thing uh either and by the way i should mention mckenzie blackwood i, I don't know why they're doing it there's a couple of measly games left but they've they've activated him uh from the injured reserve list and he will be starting in net tonight uh, for the devils against ottawa so our first mckenzie blackwood sighting since january 19th that's the last time we've seen him in action. So it's been almost uh, three full months since we've seen Mac Blackwood uh, in net. He will get the start for New Jersey. So we'll see how it goes for him. All right, Islanders Capitals. Uh, Washington minus 180, home favorites, five and a half. The total in this one, probably be a lean to the over, especially if you can get the five and a half that is still there, by the way, at DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the few that still has five and a half posted for the total in this game. I mean, Islanders aren't given much defensively anymore. Uh, they're out of the playoffs. They've kind of been a team that I've kind of thought would start to play some higher scoring games after they got knocked out officially from the playoffs. And sure enough, we've seen three overs uh, in their last three games. They give up a six spot to the Rangers, five spot to Buffalo in a loss. They lose to Carolina, give up five in that game. I mean, they've let go of the rope defensively. And how can you blame them? They've had a disappointing season. Uh, you know, not making the playoffs. Now, a lot of things conspired against them. The schedule early in the year, one month on the road before the new building was ready to start to be open. Uh, COVID hit them a little bit at, earlier this year. Obviously, they've had a ton of problems. Injuries, too, have bitten them at times. Uh, so that's contributed to it. But you're still disappointed you didn't even make the playoffs. And they're playing like a disappointed team ready for the season to end. Uh, the last few games, the New York Islanders. So uh, this would be Washington or nothing for me. Probably Washington in regulation would be a consideration, but this Capitals team is kind of all over the place. I mean, they've not been necessarily great one game to the next. You know, they lost to Vegas. Uh, they, you know, they 
barely got by Arizona and were very lethargic in that game. I think pretty fatigued off the long road trip as well at the end of it. And then against Toronto, they blow the lead and they lose in a shootout. So you can't even say the Capitals, you know, are playing, you know, consistent, you know, strong hockey at the moment, up and down all over the place they've been. Alex Ovechkin, remember, got injured uh, against the Leafs. He's going to be a game-time decision tonight for the uh, Capitals. And uh, Peter Laviolette saying, hey, you know, we'd like to see him play tonight, but we got bigger fish to fry. We got the playoffs next week. We're going to not take any risks with the grade eight, uh, Alex Ovechkin. So that, that kind of tells me he may not play. If, if you had to ask me right now, even though they say game time decision, it would not shock me one bit if he's out tonight. Just being cautious and load management becoming the new thing uh, in the NHL here down the stretch. So the lean is Washington in regulation. I don't know if I'll bet that, but I probably will take this over five and a half here. At minus 120, Islanders have let go of things defensively since they've been knocked out. So I think the over's got a shot to get there in this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Islanders, Capitals? I honestly have not, don't really have anything on this game. You know, there's there's too many question marks uh, for injuries and just for two different teams in different directions, and I just don't really have a read on it here. All right, nothing wrong with that. Jimmy? Uh, you know what, guys? I mean, the Capitals can still catch the Bruins. So uh, I look at it right now. This game means way more to them. I think the Islanders have just pretty much, I mean, yeah. who cares? You know, that, that's the point they're at right now. It's been one of those seasons. They, they What, they had some guys on COVID recently. It's just, they just want to get home. They want to get out of this season. So give me the uh, a Jimmy Puck line on the Washington Capitals in this game. All right, Washington Capitals puck line for Jimmy here uh, against the Islanders. All right, Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins, another good one here tonight on this Tuesday slate. Florida minus 120, road favorite, six and a half the total in this one. I don't really have a strong feel side or total uh, in this game. I mean, obviously, Florida, uh, when it's six and a half with this team, I've really need, I really need a good reason to bet an under. Uh, I don't know if this is it, but I, I'm kind of pumping the brakes on the over, too, because, you know, we have seen, you know, from this uh, Boston team, you know, better defensive efforts the last few games from them. You know, they, they they held a very good St. Louis offense in check when they beat them in overtime. Give them credit for that. They shut down a very good Rangers team uh, on uh, Saturday uh, in that game. The last game with Montreal went over, but it was a weird dynamic coming off the ceremony. I think a little bit of just both teams were kind of out of sorts in that game. Uh, you got Tampa Bay. Look, the win streak snapped uh, the other night against Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll see uh, how they fare here. Uh, the 13-game win streak was snapped in the game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, and we'll see if uh, they can bounce back from that. Uh, but I should point out, I was talking about Florida still needs to clinch the Atlantic. No, they don't. They've already done that. So uh, they have already clinched uh, first place in the Atlantic Division and the number one seed overall, for that matter, uh, in the Eastern Conference. So. Uh, Motivation is a little bit of a question here now uh, for the Panthers tonight uh, going into this game, given that. They just had the losing win streak snap. Hey, I just want to update you. They can clinch the presidents tonight. They're still going for that. Okay, the yeah. presidents. Troll. So there, there's plenty of motivation. Do they want that, Jimmy? That curse? Well, I know, but it's the first one in franchise history, man. Yeah. It, it, it's big to them. It is big. Well, if you Colorado's kind of choked it away, so... Now, Colorado doesn't give two shits anymore uh, the rest of the regular season, and we'll get to them in just a second. But uh, definitely <laughs> – Ian's um, got some ammo on the on the avalanche ready, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, they've checked out. <laughs> they just want the playoffs to get here next week. But uh, ne regardless here, um, I actually lean Boston a little bit, but I'm going to pass. Uh, Jimmy just uh, mentioned it here with the uh, uh, the President's Trophy. It's It would be the first time they've ever won it. 
Uh, like I say, that can be a gift, can be a curse as well, because teams that have won this thing have never won a Stanley Cup in recent memory. But nevertheless, they won it. I still think they're better than Boston. So it's a pass for me, side and total. Great game to watch. Maybe in the BetCast tonight we'll get involved in something. Uh, Andrew, what do you think, Panthers-Bruins? I like the over six and a half in this one here. Uh, you know, just based on that, a lot a lot of it, honestly, based on kind of what I saw from that game I went to with the Bruins, I, um, it had a really fast pace to it. I saw, you know, plenty. There was that game. I'm not even joking, guys, could have finished like eight, four. Like I, it, it, the score doesn't even dictate how many chances there were in that one. And then you, you add in the fact that the first 10 minutes, you know, we felt like they were fresh off a funeral, you know, and, and, and the game just got going. So it was pretty much 50 minutes of hockey and it was still action packed game. We know what the Florida Panthers are capable of doing. And we're seeing a six and a half with them. I know the Bruins can play a good defensive game. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think there's still a good goaltenders on both sides, but I think we're going to see a goal fest here. And you talk about travel, how many games both teams have been playing recently. I think it adds up for an exciting game. And, uh, I can guarantee you if, if we see a slow start in this game, this will be an in-game bet for me on the over as well. A little tease for the bet casting. Oh, actually, I got a question to ask Jimmy to yep. segue into his segment. Uh, Jimmy, I wrote uh, what Cassidy said about uh, Bergeron having the opportunity not to play, and he said he wanted to play because his friends and family and being from Quebec. Was that a load management thing, or is that any injury thing, or is that – I don't – because like, as, you, as you say, they still do have – things they're playing for right yeah but they've already started the low management as you saw with parsonak and lindholm who although they are in, in tonight yeah they're back in tonight so it's going to go every other game pretty much i as far as i saw they had bergeron in i think they want him actually to sit and he's just like no i'm playing you know yeah. he's, he's just such a gamer he's, he's a madman but he wanted to play too for you know the whole gila fleur moment there yes. that meant a lot to him he's he's a he has a big appreciation for the history of the game and obviously being from quebec city uh, he, he obviously knows how big Guy Lafleur was there, but guys, I look, uh, are you done, Andrew? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just, I was just going to say that, okay. uh, you know, I thought I was getting into it with somebody about, uh, you know, saying how every clean hit has to be answered with a, with a fight now. And I oh, saw Marshawn yeah. jump Petrie and someone had a good point saying, Hey, look, you know, it's kind of an exception if it's your captain or, or yeah. if it's some player late in the season like that and stuff like that. But that was kind of funny seeing Marshawn just lay on Petrie at the yeah. end, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of that's uh, Martian in the slump that he's into. I think he was letting out some steam, try or maybe trying to get himself riled up a little more. Mm -hmm. He he, you know, he unbelievable drug. For he he right can't now. shoot the puck in the ocean right now. It's uh, right. it's something else. But he did get two helpers. So speaking of that, that's the segue right there. I like him to score tonight. I, I think he's been pressing. He's been coming on lately, getting some really good looks. Fourteen uh, shots in the last three games combined for him. Yeah. So you know, we might want to do an over on the shot total. Yep. Uh, he's also, he's gone 11 games without a goal. So he he's due. And, you know, this is going to be a great game, guys. I like this game. I think it's going to be a good back and forth game. Um, however, like I said, when we were, when Ian was talking, they really, I just talking to some people with the Panthers this morning. And I, I talked to our colleague, George Richards from Florida hockey. Now yep. th this is big for them, man. This is something because look, what do they have to, for, as accolades? They made the Stanley cup final once. Right. And that's it. And, you know, they've never made it out of the first round since, uh, it, you know, so this is the big thing. And that's a lot of money, too, that, you know, if they go all the way through to the final and they have the home advantage in each series, that's that's some money that that team could use for sure. So I like them to eke out a 3-2 victory in this. I like it to be low scoring just because I've seen the way Linus Elmark's playing right now, Linus Elmark. And 
He's he's really come through lately, and he was solid. Really, I mean, they probably lose that game against the Rangers without Allmark that yeah. day. Uh, he he was that good, and especially so, the third, they were coming on New York. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just see that happen again. Bobrovsky's been better late, so I like. And also, you got to think the Panthers are coming in off a game in which they just allowed eight goals, as we always like to say. I mean, usually they tighten up the next game; it's, it becomes a main focus. And, and with the playoffs coming, and I think we've discussed this a couple times about our take on the Panthers if they're pretenders. You know, th- this run and gun Edmonton Oilers 1980s style hockey that they play is not going to fly in the playoffs. They need to learn how to win tight, low scoring, grinding games. And I think they're going to let themselves get engaged in one of those tonight. So give me the Panthers uh, actually in regulation, uh, get a little more value there. And then I'm also liking uh, the under in this game as well. All right. Liking the under uh, in this game. And Brad Marsh in a score. Brad Marchand to score, and the shots on goal make sense as well. Yep. You're right. He's firing away. He's do, he's uh, being uh, Sia right now, that singer. Fire away, fire away. That's what he's doing right now. He's shooting that puck as much as he possibly can uh, and trying to get out of this uh, unbelievable slump for uh, Brad Marchand. I mean, this is not something we're accustomed to seeing from him uh, at all uh, in the course of his career. But, hey, everyone goes through a little drought, but I don't think uh, – we necessarily anticipated a drought of this uh, magnitude for uh, Brad Marchand uh, going into this game tonight. We're talking about now for him, uh, we are up to a 11-game goalless drought for him uh, entering tonight. So 11 games yeah. without a goal. We'll see if he can uh, snap out of it tonight. One other thing to point out, too, guys, that you want to look at the Panthers tonight. Um, you know, again, I was reading my colleague George Rich's story, uh, and he made a good point there that this is the, the coach Burnett has told the media that this is the last game that he's really going to roll out a playoff like roster after this yeah. game for the last two games, it, it's going to be a lot of AHLers and a lot of guys resting. And so I you know I saw something in the, in the comment there say, Oh, they're going to win the president's trophy anyways. No, not, not anyways. They might not. I mean, yeah. they, if they lose tonight and Colorado wins and then they're rolling out AHL rosters in the last two games, it's no guarantee that. So this is, they're looking at this is our last game to get this done. So that's the approach they're taking. So keep that in mind. Definitely. We'll see if, uh, yeah, tonight's the big night. Like definitely they run the risk of not getting it. If they uh, lose tonight, given yep. the plans to go with a little bit of a, uh, altered lineup and a l- less of a starting playoff type lineup in the last couple of games, Detroit, Toronto, uh, Toronto minus four fifty. uh, home favorites here, seven, the total, uh, in this one, uh, Toronto is close. I think all they need is a point or certainly a win would get them second clinched uh, in the Atlantic division home ice uh, in the first round against the uh, Florida uh, against probably Tampa Bay uh, going into the uh, first round series there. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they can get it done tonight. They certainly should. Uh, However, you know, this Detroit team is always one of those teams that can rise up and, uh, you know, surprise a team. I mean, they shut out New Jersey, but before that they got pummeled by Pittsburgh uh, and they lost to Florida. They did beat Tampa four, three in Tampa. Uh, as almost plus 400 underdogs in that game. And, you know, we have seen this team on occasion this year push the Leafs. I mean, you look at the three head-to-head meetings, it was 5-4 Toronto, skin of their teeth, 7-4 Toronto, skin of their teeth, and they actually needed an empty net goal there. Uh, and then, of course, that crazy game where they were up, what was it, 6-1, to one, and they blew the lead in the third, and it ended up 10-7. Uh, in favor of the Leafs, that crazy Saturday night game earlier this year in Detroit. So the Red Wings have actually put up a pretty good fight uh, against the uh, Leafs, even though Toronto's 3-0 and uh, head-to-head against Detroit this year. So, you know, this this is a game where I'm kind of looking at a team total for Detroit, you know, over 2.5 at a plus price. I think that's a good 
position to take here. I could see them getting to three goals here in this one. It's kind of, especially for Toronto. They played a lot of games last week. Very, very big competition, right? Tampa, Florida, Washington, big games the last three. Lowly Detroit now at home. You've got Boston coming up late. You know, this definitely looks like a Detroit to hang around type of spot, you know, in a game like this. So the team total over makes sense. Maybe even just go with plus one and a half at plus 155, plus 160 for Detroit at plus one and a half. Never mind the money line. Just, you know, be safe, be conservative. Even if you want to take the shot on the money line, I'm not saying don't do it, but the plus one and a half, I think to maybe hang around, uh, make it a game uh, appeals to me. And certainly the team total does. And the full game over, uh, even though it's seven, I can't bet this thing under. Uh, not with the history of these two teams this year. I mean, look at the scores. 5-4, 9 goals, 7-4, 11 goals, 10-7, 17 goals. I mean, it has just been over Palooza, head-to-head, Red Wings versus Leafs. I ain't stepping in front of that. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Detroit-Toronto? Yeah, it just feels like one of those games that I think we're going to see goals from both. Uh, it's not going to be just the Leafs carrying it. I think they're going to win the game and and probably by margin, but I think it's going to be a goal offensive explosion. Also, I, I you know, I was talking with a Leaf uh, buddy of mine and, you know, I don't always take these Leaf props and things, but when you look at kind of the race and, and kind of, um, you know, closing on the end of the season, I'm going to take a small bet today on Austin Matthews two or more goals here at a really good plus price that you you'd have to shop around to check your book where you can get that the the different odds I mean right now that's just a different price every single place you can look um but him to score a goal him to get two plus goals I think that we're going to see a strong performance from this Leafs team and um I I want to take the over but I just I'm concerned about uh the Red Wings you know being a factor yep I think they will but the more I think about it, part of me just wants to take that Leafs team total. But this seems like one of those games where we've seen the Leafs play down to their competition so many times that uh, I, I believe they'll be up for one against a bottom-tier opponent tonight. All right, so maybe Toronto doesn't uh, slough off, uh, according to Andrew here tonight against Detroit, that they bring that uh, concerted uh, effort. Plus, they're trying to clinch second uh, in the Atlanta. Plus, Jack Campbell's in that. Jack Campbell's been pretty solid for the most part, late, undefeated in regulation time over his last eight uh, starts. 6-0-2, 2.94 goals against, so he's played well. Uh, we'll see if we can keep that going tonight against this uh, Detroit team. Uh, but I just get that sense based on what we've seen this year. Uh, from the Red Wings head-to-head against the Leafs that watch them put up a fight. I think they've got the potential to do that. does hurt that there's no Larkin, obviously, no Zadina uh, as well up front, but they've had Larkin out for a few games. And, uh, you know, they've had a couple games where they've been competitive. They had the ugly game against Pittsburgh. They just don't play well against Pittsburgh. But, you know, you look at it, Vron has stepped up. Rasmussen has been good lately. Adam Ernie's chipped in some goals. Raymond on the top line and Bertuzzi have been solid. So see if they can all step up for Detroit. Jimmy, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I think Toronto pours it on. This this could get really ugly. I think for the Detroit Red Wings right now, and they're and they're another team like the Islanders. To me, they don't they don't really care anymore. Um, and I wonder too. I mean, how many more games have we seen of Jeff Blashill behind the bench there? But as for the game, I'm I'm going to go out and say Toronto minus two and a half. So you can get some value there on that. I think they just romp. And I'm with Andrew too. Give me Austin Matthews to score two or more. All right, minus two and a half. That's an alternative. That's what you have to do with a game like this. Uh, you know, minus one and a half is a, a ridiculous price. You can't take that. So you got to look at the minus two and a half to get any sort of value with the Leafs on the uh, puck line. All right, Calgary, Nashville. Calgary, minus 140 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Actually, it's up to six and a half in some spots. 
Uh, Calgary, uh, very impressed with Calgary, to be honest, against Vancouver on Saturday. Do you know how easy it is after you clinch, you know, your division? You can't move up. You can't move down. You got everything locked up to just, especially that first game, mail it in and lose. Seen a million teams do that in that situation. You know, Colorado, many others do that, but Calgary didn't. And Vancouver needed that game like a human being needs oxygen to breathe. That's how much Vancouver needed that game the other night, and Calgary still beat them. So very, very impressed with the professionalism, the focus. Still go out there, get the job done, uh, the Calgary Flames. And they did it with Dan Vladar in net, who is going to be back in net tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames once again uh, here against Nashville, who are obviously trying to cement their playoff positioning. Uh, they would take a huge step forward uh, toward getting a playoff spot with a win. And look, they already beat Calgary just recently here in Nashville last week, a 3-2 and a shootout on the, on the last BetCast we did last Tuesday. Uh, Nashville got the victory, and I took them uh, in that game uh, at a small underdog price. And I would lean to them here. But the problem is Calgary Calgary doesn't look like they're rolling over. Calgary doesn't look like they're resting anybody. They're going with a full-bore lineup here tonight. Nobody's sitting. There's no load management to speak of here tonight in this game for the Calgary Flames. So they look like they are uh, still playing this game to win. And they also may want to win this one because they just lost to this team last week in a shootout. So this is not that given. Well, Nashville's got everything to play for. Calgary's got nothing to play for. Let's take Nashville. Uh, I don't know about that. I like Nashville a whole hell of a lot more last Tuesday in that spot against Calgary on a back-to-back it was for Calgary as well than I do here tonight. Um, but I lean Nashville. I just don't know if I love it enough to bet it. Maybe in the bet cast, we'll find something uh, to get involved with. Jimmy, what do you think here? Flames, Predators. Did we lose Andrew? Yeah, we did. So it's, oh, all right. <laughs> so it's your call. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, you're right. Give, you know, I give Calgary a lot of credit. They're not, they're not putting their, pulling their foot off the pedal at all. And I think that's a good sign, like you said, professionalism, but also just keeping that playoff mentality and keeping sharp. That's big. Uh, I'm going to go and take a draw on this one as well. I know it's my second in day, but give me a draw on this one. That might be a decent option, actually, the draw, because I think it'll be tight, pretty close game. game. Hey, it went to a shootout last time, last week. Yep. Yeah, I mean, am I correct right now? Would They, they would square off in the first round, right? Did you say that? Uh, I believe, well, right now, as it, as it stands, Nashville's first wild card. Calgary is the second seed. So, yeah, yeah, that would be a first round oh, matchup. It, it, they're going to want to they're gonna want to send messages to each other in this game. Yes. It's going to be a message sending game for sure. Yeah. So the Nashville, yeah, Nashville clinches a playoff berth if they beat Calgary in regulation tonight. So there you go. In reg, okay. but in regulation. In reg. Ooh, yeah. ooh. That yeah. kind of changes my bet there. I, can I pull mine back then? Yeah, because if it's tied, they might pull the goalie. Like yeah, they, they really might. Yeah. Give, give, me Nashville, give me Nashville to win in regulation. And uh, I'm going to take the over just because of your old theory there. I think we're going to get a penalty field game. And usually, you know, you get some scoring because we're going to see a lot of power plays. I think there's going to be some really uh, thunderous hits and a few fights tonight as they try to tune each other up for the playoffs. Yes, knowing that this is very possibly a first-round matchup. And we've, uh, certainly Calgary is locked into the two-seed in the West, which means they play wild-card one. And there's yeah. a very good chance Nashville is wild-card one because I don't think Dallas is going to overtake them. I remember uh, a game one year, too, like that. Tampa and Boston pretty much knew they were going to face each other, and they uh, 
they just killed each other. I mean, it, it was it, they broke records for penalty minutes. So look at Toronto and Tampa Bay last week. Yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah. you're trying to like t you know you're going to see these teams likely in a few weeks. So I think this is going to be an interesting one to watch. It is. Yeah, there's a bunch of scenarios. So be, tread lightly. I mean, Nashville in regulation, it does make sense because that's for sure they're in if they beat Calgary in regulation. But okay. they could also get in. They defeat Calgary in overtime and Vegas fails to defeat Dallas in regulation. If they beat Calgary in a shootout and Vegas fails to defeat Dallas in regulation or overtime, there's a whole bunch of permutations here. Uh, they get one point against Calgary, Nashville tonight, and Vegas loses to Dallas in any fashion they'd get in. And then, of course, they don't even have to do anything tonight. Nashville would clinch if Vegas loses to Dallas uh, yeah. in regulation. And, and Dallas is in, right? And Dallas they, it's, it's, in. It's in base. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, no, that's the that's two games away. Sorry. <laughs> Almost. No, we got to talk about Arizona and Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild first. Uh, Minnesota minus 600 home favorite, six and a half the total. This is straightforward for me. Uh, Minnesota team total over four and a half. They'll get five on this bunch. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, Arizona can't defend. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Five goals for St. Louis. The only time they held a team less than four goals or five lately was Washington. And Laviolette said we had nothing in our gas tank for that game at the end of the road trip. They just did enough to get the 2 nothing win. Uh, they've been a horrendous defensive team. It'll be Vimelka in net tonight for them. We know the injuries. I'm not going to go over it again. We know all the same guys that have been out for weeks now in this team. Very hard to compete. Marc-Andre Fleury in net for this Minnesota team that is playing like a team that is desperate to get this second in place spot in the Central. And you could say the same thing about the team they're battling with uh, for that spot, St. Louis. They know, Jimmy, how important home ice is in that series because of how good they both oh, are at huge. home, the Blues and the Wilds. So both of these teams are going full ball. This is a good Minnesota player prop game. Get in on Eric Sinek. Get in on Fiala, who can't be stopped. Mm -hmm. Kaprizov. Uh, throw in a little Matt Boldy, throw in a little Freddie Gaudreau because he's played good on that second line. Maybe a little Nicky Bukestad because he finally got off the schneid the other night. I mean, this is definitely a good Minnesota player prop uh, game here. Uh, they will uh, feast uh, on this Arizona defense and goaltending. I like over four and a half. And I'm going to go with a little, not Jimmy alternative puck line, a little Ian alternative puck line uh, here in this game with Arizona here. We're going to, or sorry, with Minnesota. We're going to go minus two and a half here. Uh, with uh, Minnesota in this game, uh, and you can get that. You can't lay minus 200 with Minnesota regular puck line minus one and a half. You just can't. It's just way too priced. Yeah. But you can get Minnesota two minus two and a half, minus 125. And if you really think they put the boots to Arizona, you could even go one step further than that, get minus three and a half uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild in this game uh, at an even better uh, price and a better number. Minus three and a half is about plus 250. You know, you can go with that as well to win by four goals uh, or more uh, in this game. But I'm going to stick with the minus two and a half here, minus 125 for the Wild. Uh, Jimmy, Coyotes Wild. Yeah, I'm going to take the team total on the Minnesota Wild uh, over, and I'm going to take the over in the game. All right, there we go. And the over, yeah, I was going to say over six and a half is a bet too for me. I forgot the full game total. I've been betting these overs a lot with Arizona. I took the over with St. Louis and Arizona the other night, so... Again, the other team is doing the heavy lifting with the scoring, but they're still going over the full game total. All right. Obviously, in terms of importance, and this is the game of the night in terms of what's at stake. Nothing bigger here than the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. It's pretty much a pick em. Uh, Even money, minus 110, both sides in this game. Five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, these are two difficult teams for me to trust. 
So if I'm going to bet a side here in this game, I got to pick one. I just absolutely railed on the Golden Knights for blowing that game against San Jose uh, the other night in a game of that magnitude. 4-2 lead, three minutes to go. You got to find a way to close it out. Simple as that. And that lost point might come back to haunt them when it's all said and done. Uh, of course, Robin Leonard shut down uh, for the rest of the year. Season-ending surgery for him. So it's Logan Thompson, folks. Sink or swim. If they make the playoffs or make a run in the playoffs, should they get there, which is still a big if, obviously, it's going to be Logan Thompson. Uh, holding down the fort in between the pipes for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, for the rest of the year. I, I can't say enough that we need more out of Mark Stone right now. I said that. I know he's trying. The effort's good there, but you got to produce. You got to finish. And he's having a tough time right now uh, offensively. And it's not just not producing at, in these big games lately, but it's he's got to do more. And that's Eichel. I said that the other day. That That's a disgrace the other day against San Jose. They have no shots on goal going into overtime in that game. Zero shots on goal. You got to be better than that. Simple as that. You need more from him. Uh, you need Stone to chip in. Patch already even. You can't absolve him of blame. He missed a bunch of nets with uh, uh, several of his shots the other night against San Jose. So thank God for Chandler Stevenson. He's been fantastic. In fact, from a prop standpoint, you know, Patch already Stone and uh, Eichel right now are feeling a case of the yips at the moment. I'd trust uh, Chandler Stevenson more right now. He scored in three straight games for Vegas. He's registered a point in three straight games. I'd go with him. I'd go with the Donov uh, for the Golden Knights before I go with anyone else from a prop standpoint. I, I, I have a lukewarm lean, Jimmy, to Vegas here because I think they're the better. I still think roster-wise they're the better of these two teams. I, I, I trust Dallas just as much. I distrust Dallas just as much, if not more, than Vegas, You know, to be quite honest with you. I mean, this Dallas team, it just seems like when the going gets tough, and look, they were freaking fortunate to just barely squeak past Seattle uh, in their last game, 3-2. to two. They had three losses, terrible performances in that Western Canadian road trip. They barely beat lowly San Jose at home, 2-1. to one. I mean, their last two wins were a squeak-by win against San Jose at home and a squeak-by win against Seattle at home. I don't have the confidence in the Stars. So by default, it's Vegas if I were to bet a side and trust somebody. Uh, I'd put a little more, it's not much faith more, but a little bit more faith in the Golden Knights here. Jimmy, what do you think? Vegas, Dallas. Yeah, it's just hard to believe that Vegas could be out right now. And, and even With if they win, they still might not make it. It's just, it's, what a disaster they've been. But, but I think they, you know, they've got some guys in that clubhouse, that locker room that have got a lot of pride, have been in this situation before have some great playoff experience. Uh, I think those guys are going to come to the forefront tonight. And I think the, uh, I think the Vegas Golden Knights pull it out here. Uh, I still like them to make the playoffs. And I'm telling you, if they do, it, they could be dangerous because yes. nobody is going to give them any recognition. They're going to be like, whatever, they're one and out. They suck this year. Think of the skill. Once that skill starts to play as a team, finally, if it ever happens, it may never happen. And they may go home, but if it does, they could be like, you know, who was that uh, that really good eight seed, uh, the the L.A. Kings in 2012. Remember, you know, yep. they were a team that was underachieving and they didn't think they were going to make it. They made it and then they went on that run. So just beware of that if Vegas does make it. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I'm i looking toward Vegas if I get – I don't know if I will, but I definitely have a lean to Vegas here. Yeah. Minus 110 in this game. And like I said, to Donov and Stevenson, if I'm going to look at props for Vegas. For Dallas, I'm keeping it simple. 
two guys that I th- the the two guys that if I'm going to trust two guys up front on this team certainly ain't Ben and Sagan, you know, in big spots. I'm looking at Rupe Hints, who's been terrific, who got two goals against Seattle, and I'm looking at the big guy that always seems to deliver in these massively critical games throughout his career, Joe Pavelski. Uh, for the Dallas Stars. Joe has been terrific lately for Dallas. Uh, what's he got? A point uh, in uh, three, four, five, six, seven of the last eight games, he's registered a point for the Dallas Stars. So this is a guy that shows up in those big moments uh, for his team. Uh, got his 500th career assist in the game against uh, Seattle. So hints and Pavelski for Dallas. Uh, I, I want props in a game like this against guys that elevate their game in a big spot. Uh, I don't always get that from Ben and Sagan. I've I've seen that from Hints lately. Big games, he's gotten it done. Pavelski always raises his game. Look at all those San Jose playoff years with him there. Uh, those are the guys I'm looking at from a prop standpoint here uh, for Dallas here in this game. All right, St. Louis, Colorado. Colorado minus 150. Home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. So four straight losses, Jimmy, for the Avalanche. I think it's crystal clear, crystallized that they just want the playoffs to get here. You know, they've been resting guys. They've been without Landeskog and Rantanen for multiple games. Uh, you know, they've been Devon Taves was not even on the road trip for them. Uh, just now that they had through Winnipeg, Edmonton, all those places. Although I do think he's back and going to be in the lineup now because they're back home. But the bottom line is there's just no incentive for Colorado to win here down the stretch. They're playing like it. Four straight losses to Washington, Seattle. They were a total no-show against Seattle. It's about as bad as you'll see Colorado all year. They got badly outplayed by Edmonton. And to be honest with you, it was all Winnipeg in the third period. A Winnipeg team that looked like they were checking out mentally before they beat the Avalanche on Sunday night. So there's no way I'm on Colorado here. There's no way. I thought this price was outrageous, to be honest, when I saw it. This is a perfect example of full season stats and full season numbers dictating the price that is set by odds makers, not current situations. And current situation is Colorado doesn't give two shits about these final games. I don't think they give a fig about the president's trophy. They'd rather, they just let, they're perfectly fine, I think, letting Florida have it uh, as long as Florida doesn't mess it up. And for St. Louis, what can you say? 12-1 and in their last 13 games. They keep on keeping pace with Minnesota. This offense is lethal. It's Perron, it's Buchnevich, it's Vlad Tarasenko, uh, it's O'Reilly, it's uh, Kairou is starting to get going again. Barbashev, close shave Barbashev, he's stepped up. Lately for the uh, St. Louis Blues, too. I mean, it's just a three-line deep forward group that are all chipping in right now. Live underdog to me, Jimmy. St. Louis plus 130. Even with Bennington and Nett, you know, a little concern. He's been kind of up and down. He's been a little bit better lately. I don't mind it, the the, the Bennington starting enough to not take St. Louis in this spot with Colorado clearly flatlining and just waiting for the playoffs to get here. Uh, What do you think here, Jimmy? Blues avalanche. Sorry, I had it on mute. Um, I'm with you. I yeah, I, I think Colorado really doesn't care anymore. Look, Colorado has learned uh, all what regular season means. You just got to get in. You got to get in the dance, and you go from there. And I think that's all they're focused on. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm gonna look at this right now. And look, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes the odds makers just they don't do their research. Sometimes it, the games will slip through like that, and they're not looking at the current form right now. So. Give me the reverse puck line on the St. Louis Blues in this. I like them to win by more than a goal. All right, there you go. Colorado Avalanche. Uh, or Sorry, not Colorado. St. Louis Blues. Uh, minus one and a half puck line at a, at a 
really good price, really big price there with that one uh, for Jimmy with the alternative puck line on. I think it's worth a shot because, look, Colorado's not only losing these games these last four. The Washington game, I think, was a one-goal game. But other than that, the Seattle game, uh, actually, that was one goal too. But Edmonton, they lose by multiple goals. Winnipeg uh, on Sunday. So it's definitely possible St. Louis not only can win, but win by at least two goals here uh, in this one tonight. And uh, yeah, definitely with the way St. Louis is playing, with the way Colorado to me is clearly, hey, get these damn regular season games over with. We couldn't care less about them. Uh, let's get the playoffs going attitude that they've shown the last four games. That's definitely a great uh, value spot situational bet here. Uh, with St. Louis at a great price. All right, Seattle, Vancouver. Uh, Canucks minus 180, home favorite, six and a half the total. Now, you've got to separate reality from coach speak and player speak. Player speak and coach speak from Bruce Boudreaux yesterday, Jimmy, would lead you to believe that this team still believes they can make it, even though they're hanging by a thread and they're not mathematically out yet. It's just a matter of time before they are. But they're talking like, hey, we're still not mathematically out. You know, we still think we can make it if things fall our way and we win out. But if you look at the facial expressions of the Vancouver Canucks as that game slipped away from them in the third period against Calgary on Saturday night, it would tell you otherwise. That they knew that was the nail in the coffin. That that loss was it for them uh, in terms of uh, not making the playoffs. So I'm not buying into the coach speak. I'm not buying into the player speak, maybe because, you know, it's one of their final home games here and it's they're playing Seattle. It's not like it's a behemoth. They'll win the game anyway, but I sure as hell am not laying a price with Vancouver in this game. Uh, I don't trust it. I don't trust the body language I saw at the end of that Calgary loss that pretty much sealed their fate. Uh, they've lost three in a row now. They know it's not going to happen for them. And I'll say this about uh, Seattle here lately, Jimmy. They've been competitive. They've been feisty. They've won three in a row there against New Jersey, Ottawa, upset Colorado. Uh, even in the losses to Minnesota and uh, Dallas, the last two games for Seattle, they were actually ahead of Minnesota 2-1 to one after the first period, and they were ahead of Dallas 2-0 after the first period. So with Seattle actually taking these opponents lately by surprise, Early in the games, I'm kind of interested in Seattle first period money line here, Jimmy, to be quite honest with you. They've had strong starts in these games. They played well. Uh, you can get them plus 160 uh, first period money line in this game. I don't I like trust it. Vancouver. I don't trust Vancouver to well, just because we're <laughs> talking like, hey, we're still a lot. We're still mad. Come on, Vancouver. Don't 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 try to, you know, hoodwink us. You're done. You know, you're not making the playoffs. You know, it'd be an, you have to win out and get every single permutation from the other teams you're chasing to go your way. It's not happening. Uh, you know, you're six points out from Dallas with three games left. All these teams, all Dallas needs is a point. You don't think they're going to get a point against Arizona, even if they lose tonight to Vegas. You don't think Dallas is going to get a point against Arizona tomorrow night at home or Anaheim, you know, at home on Friday night? When they probably, you know, that I think they're speaking of Anaheim, we'll get to them, Jimmy. I think they're packing it in after Ryan Getzlaff night. You know, I don't think they're showing up necessarily in these final two road games, Anaheim. So you think Dallas ain't going to pick up a point at home against Arizona and Anaheim? Because that's what's got to happen for Vancouver to get in. They got to win out and hope Dallas gets zip against Arizona and Anaheim. And I don't think that's happening. So I think it's coach speak. I think it's just nonsense. Them talking, oh, we still got a chance. We're not, we're not mathematically out yet. Give me Seattle here. First period money line to jump on Vancouver. They've jumped on Dallas and Minnesota each of their last two games. And I think they can get a lead here in the opening period tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? You're cracking Canucks. 
I'm with you. I'm going to piggyback that. I like it. Uh, so let me get that as well. Uh, I could see maybe them blowing the lead later and Vancouver win, but I'm with you. Vancouver is done. I mean, I don't even know why they're entertaining the thought that they, they could get in. I mean, it would take a major miracle for that to happen. So uh, I'm with you on this one. All right. Seattle first period. Yeah. Just for just first period. You're right. I, I yep. don't fully trust them to win the game. And the, the best period lately has been the first period uh, for the Seattle Kraken and Matt Benier's prop. You better believe it. Uh, you know, I've been taking that basically every game lately for the uh, Seattle Kraken continues to get the playing time. He continues to get the minutes. Uh, that is significant when you're talking about taking this uh, prop involving him. Uh, and he's been very good uh, for the uh, Kraken lately. Yanni Gord is starting to percolate offensively, too. There's another one to look at. Daniel Sprong, if you really want to get value laden here for the uh, although the, I don't think he's going to be in tonight. looks like he might be a scratch tonight. So, but Matty Beneers, definitely Yanni Gord. Definitely. Uh, I think those are two good prop looks for the uh, Kraken uh, in this game tonight. And as far as the goaltending goes uh, in this game, I should mention Vladar Saros in Calgary, Nashville, Thompson Ottinger for the big Vegas Dallas game, uh, the Ilya bowl, uh, Sorokin and Samsonov for the uh, Islanders and uh, Capitals. Uh, and for this uh, Saint, uh, for this Vancouver game, Spencer Martin in net for the uh, Canucks, giving Demko a rest. Uh, Spencer Martin, he was very good in a couple of those starts that he played uh, back in January when in an emergency situation with both Halak and Demko unavailable. But it's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, I still like Seattle here, first period. All right, final game, Jimmy. It's been a mammoth card here. 13 games. This is the 13th and final game here on this Tuesday slate. Anaheim, San Jose. San Jose minus 130 to minus 135. Home favorites. Five and a half the total in this one. The Sharks are passed for me. Uh, like I said, Anaheim put all their emotion and uh, they didn't put much on the ice that night uh, after the ceremony for Ryan Getzlaff in his final home game because they were just totally outplayed. Totally dominated by St. Louis. Complete fool's gold that Anaheim was leading 2-0 after the first period. They got dominated in that period, too. Uh, but Gibson held the fort. They capitalized on a couple of the few chances they had. Uh, and then after that, though, the floodgates opened, and St. Louis just took over the hockey game, uh, as they probably should have in the first period, and uh, routed Anaheim uh, that night. I took a shot with Getzlaff to score. You know, what the hell? His final game, he's plus 550 to score. It didn't happen, but he did get a point. Uh, a nice assist on Adam Henrique's goal. Uh, which made it a six to three final score that night in favor of uh, St. Louis. But, you know, they've lost three in a row. Uh, they had the big night for Getzlaff. Uh, and now you're going on the road for meaningless games against San Jose tonight and then Dallas uh, on Friday. I just don't think Anaheim's necessarily, th these don't look like bet on spots for this Anaheim team going on the road. And I'll say this about San Jose here they've won two in a row, three of their last four, beat Columbus, battled St. Louis pretty respectably. Uh, when you think about it, 3-1, beat Chicago 4-1 at home, came back to absolutely shock Vegas 5-4 in a shootout. I guess the concern for them guys is letdown. You know, it was a huge game for them to try to spoil Vegas playoff hopes. There's not, no love lost with the Sharks and the Golden Knights. A lot of playoff history with them. Do they fall flat here? But uh, I trust Anaheim even less. So San Jose or nothing for me. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Ducks, Sharks. I think we got Andrew back. Is he there? Uh, he is. Yeah. yeah I'm he here. Is. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, with this one, look, I like the way the Sharks are playing. They seem to be like one of these teams in, I think you were kind of talking about this before, was 
you know, like in Ottawa, sometimes they've gone on a couple little streaks and they, they, they're young guys. They're saying, look, let's not just throw this in right now. Let's try to build some momentum into the off season and, and go off on a positive note and, and, and get some winning for these young kids. Like let them taste that, like let them feel that. And that's what San Jose has been doing lately. So I like San Jose on the puck line for this for sure. All right, San Jose puck line, which you can get at minus one and a half, plus 180. Great price. Sharks puck line for Jimmy. Andrew McGinnis back with us. Andrew, uh, the game of the night. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Anaheim, San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, real quick, I think I left uh, after Detroit, Toronto maybe. So I'll just say I like Calgary in the money line. Uh, people are saying there's not really too much to play and prove for them kind of thing, but they're off that loss to Nashville just a little while ago. And, you know, I think that they're going to want to still end the season in a Sutter way with good defense. And uh, I think they'll get the job done. I think Nashville is limping into this, the playoffs and uh, I'll be ready to fade them come uh, postseason time. So I'm on Calgary money line past that Arizona, Minnesota game, Vegas, Dallas, this is the thing. I think that we're going to get an in-game over betting opportunity. I know it's kind of weird to give that out as a, as a bet kind of thing, but um, I believe we're going to see a really tight and slow start. And then about the midway point in the second period, we can jump in on a three and a half, four and a half, and we'll see some goals in the third period there. Um, St. Louis, Colorado, it's going to be a great game, but I don't have anything on that one. I'm just, I'm done with Colorado right now. Seattle, Vancouver, I expect goals over six and a half. Anaheim, San Jose, right there with uh, Jimmy Pockwine. All right, there we go. Uh, rapid fire through the games that uh, Andrew was not able to uh, talk about earlier because he had to drop out for a few minutes. Uh, there we go. That is the Tuesday card, a massive one. 13 games here for this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. Uh, and looking forward to the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Again, if you want to join us for the BetCast, send me a DM, and we'll make sure we send you the link to it uh, before it begins. Uh, final regular season BetCast. And, to be honest with you, what a night to have it. There's so many critical and important playoff implication games across the National Hockey League tonight. So definitely uh, a great night for a bet cast. Uh, and also looking forward to our Stan the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know we all are. They're a week away. We're going to be with you as we always are, seven days a week. But the difference is we're going to have a lot of guests. We're going to have a lot of special guests joining us uh, over the course of the next uh, month, two months during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, and we're looking forward to it. First of all, we're going to have some of our old favorites back. We're going to get Grant Arnold. He's coming back on the show. Devin Didiometti will check in, check in. He'll be back on the show. These are guys that were with us last year uh, on the show. We're looking forward to that. We've got lots of former NHLers that are going to be joining us. We've got Carl Alsner joining us uh, uh, during the uh, playoffs. Uh, we've got uh, Derek Roy, uh, Buffalo Sabres, for a long time. I'll be excited to have him on the show. Uh, during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Brian Muir played a lot of years in the NHL. He'll be joining us uh, throughout, uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Many more uh, as well. Casey Nelson played for the Sabres for a couple of years. He'll be joining us toward the end of the month. Uh, Travis White, who was in the ACHL for years, uh, joining us as well. And I'm very excited to announce that Sunday is going to be our Stanley Cup playoff preview show for the Ice Guys, noon Eastern time. And we're really excited to have this guy joining us as a special guest. Bobby Ryan, folks, joining us this Sunday on the Stanley Cup Playoff Preview Show uh, for the Ice Guys, noon Eastern time. Uh, we are definitely excited about that. Breaking down every single series in the first round, uh, Stanley Cup Playoff Futures, you know, Stanley Cup Finals picks, Stanley Cup uh, uh, Champion predictions, all that stuff, analyzing every single first round series. So 
Uh, lots of great stuff, exciting uh, shows coming up, big time guests, uh, and looking forward to it throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs here uh, on the Ice Guys. So excited about that beyond belief. Uh, Jimmy, and I know you're excited for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs as well. I've been waiting for the playoffs to start for weeks uh, because yeah. obviously they're usually underway by now. I'm getting that playoff itch. It's uh, and it, and it's got to be scratched. Yep, it's my favorite time of year. You know, it's the best. I think it's one of the best times of year for a sports fan with everything that's going on. So, uh, it's that time of year. It's gonna get fun. It's gonna get crazy, and we're we're gonna take you through it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, I wasn't trying to say anything. I just uh, just just pop back in. There we go. All right. I got my bad. best bet. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that's what we're doing now. Best bets. Uh, first of all, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL and THPN and the Ice Guys. Uh, new customers bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wage required. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And after all those names I mentioned joining us during that, I forgot to mention Brett McLean, who's going to be on Friday, actually, this week uh, on our regular season finale show and he'll be on a bunch of times during the playoffs as well so uh, he will be part of the uh, rotation uh, as well uh, here on the ice guys so lots to look forward to no doubt just like best bets i know you're looking forward to those they're here right now the best bets for this tuesday edition of the ice guys andrew let's start with you uh, what do you like for best bet yeah so i'm going to a game that uh, features two of the hottest teams in the league tonight no not not exactly uh, Ottawa Senators on the money line battle of two bottom tier teams but I think one team uh, is caring a hell of a lot more right now and uh, I feel like they're going to end the season off on a great note so give me the Senators here all right Ottawa Senators minus 140 against New Jersey uh, best bet for uh, Andrew McGinnis Daryl Bootland there's another one uh, that'll be joining us too tougher than uh, tough prick as they say in Letterkenny he was when he played the game that's for sure uh, Jimmy uh, what do you like for a uh, best bet yeah, I'm going to go with that reverse puck line on the St. Louis Blues. Get some great value there. And look, we said it. Colorado just wants to get to the playoffs. So jump on this. There we go. All right. St. Louis plus 130. Uh, sorry, plus 150, I should say, uh, against uh, Colorado. Uh, best bet for uh, Jimmy uh, in that one. And my best bet is going to be the exact same thing. St. Louis Blues plus 150 uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado's clearly shown their stripes here down the stretch. Four straight losses. Uh, not really a whole lot of incentive or interest in these games. St. Louis, 12-1 and one their last 13, wanting to keep pace with Minnesota. Great situational spot at a great underdog price. St. Louis, plus 150 uh, against Colorado. Also, you my just, you know, I'm doing the reverse puck line in that. Oh, okay. You're going one yeah. step further. Yep. Yeah, going I'm going St. Louis minus one and a half. All right, St. Louis minus one and a half. Value. Yeah, at the absolutely uh, terrific plus price value over plus 200 with that. 
with the alternative puck line. So there you have it. Best bets. That'll wrap it up. Thank goodness. We got to get some uh, downtime before the betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern again. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, and looking forward to a hell of a night of hockey. This is uh, a terrific night, particular, uh, potentially on tap, and we are definitely looking forward to it. So 7 p.m. Eastern, join us live for our final Ice Guys Betcast of the regular season. Looking forward to it. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great uh, Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tonight for the Betcast, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.